Hello, hello, welcome back again. Uh, welcome to Carving the Divine TV. My name is Yujiro Seki. I'm a director, writer, and the producer of the documentary Carving the Divine. Carving the Divine is about the Buddhist sculptors of Japan, and I'm ready to present it for the first time in the world. But before I do so, I thought it would be a great idea to introduce basic concept of Buddhism and the history of Buddhism so that when you guys finally watch my documentary, you guys can watch it at the maximum value. So again, he's back. I'm really grateful that he's here to talk to us again and answer some of my difficult questions. And some of my questions are weird, but I think uh, you know some of the questions that I have, uh, everybody has. So uh, that's why uh, I always ask a uh, uh, question uh, sometimes could uh, upset people. I'll do that today too. So welcome, <laughs> welcome Professor Bolin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm ready to upset some people too, let's do it. <laughs> that, that's beautiful, beautiful. So uh, yeah, in case uh, uh, people, for people who don't know anything about you, so uh, please tell us about uh, you, please. Sure. So I'm a professor of philosophy and humanities. I teach at Southwestern College. I also uh, have particular interest in Asian philosophy and mythology and ethics. And I also lecture a lot all around the community and I write columns for a couple of magazines, all kind of about the same things. And I teach meditation workshops. All that stuff is on my website, peterboland.com. So I'm thrilled to be a part, a little part of Ujiro's YouTube channel and doing great work really, keeping it simple and clear and in nice short packages, you know, helping people understand more about not just Buddhism, but all of world philosophy and why it matters and how it connects to art. And it's just a really exciting project and I'm thrilled to be one of your collaborators. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I am so thrilled that you're here really. So I mean, uh, what can I say? So, but today, yes, you're ready for this. I don't know if anybody is ready for it. I think you're the only person who can answer something like this. So, <laughs> well, Mr. Bowling, a while ago, I received an email from uh, this Christian lady. And uh, she told me that, you know, Yuji, I love you. But, you know, I cannot support your project because I love Jesus Christ so much. And uh, I cannot uh, turn my back against him. You know, I was very shocked because it's, you know, for me, it's not like I'm trying to destroy Christianity or Western religion by doing this project. But, you know, I often get a question that if Buddhism is a threat to Western religion, especially Christianity in the United States. So, please, Mr. Bolin, tell us about it. Is Buddhism a threat? <laughs> no, in my opinion. But let's give her position a moment in the sun. So in my view, I don't know who this person is, but I've heard this position before, of course, many times. So this is a particular kind of Christianity, or we don't even have to be that narrow. There are Muslims like who, who, who think like that. There are members of every religion who hold what I would call an exclusive view, meaning they believe that their religion is the only true religion and 
Therefore, they place it in opposition to all of the other religions. All of the other religions then become false or threats to their ideology. And so she's getting that message from her minister, from her perspective. And I don't think most Christians would hold that view. I don't think she speaks for most Christians at all. But there isn't much you can do about that except just go, thank you very much and move on <laughs> because this is a person who is not going to be interested in learning about your film, about Buddhist art, because they see that as idolatry and false religion and blah, blah, blah. And so for people like you and I and many of the folks watching, I imagine, this is just not an issue. You know, we understand that all religions have, va have value in their culture, that they are metaphorical systems that talk about the perennial philosophy, the, the idea that, that behind the mask of all the bodhisattvas and Buddhas and, and Christs and, and gurus, behind all of those masks is something beyond ideology, beyond religion. And we don't have to drag her along with us. She's doing fine in her life. Go on and live your life the way it is, ma'am. But for some of us, we're drawn to a different conversation like the one we're having now. Great, great. So I, when I hear a, a story like that, always I imagine this like a cosmic battle between Buddha and Jesus and they finally meet and, you know, whoever, uh, you know, is the strongest is the true religion or something. So uh, I know that, so, you know, some people might think of, you know, Buddha is a, like a, enemy of Christ or something, no? Right. And, and that's a very combative, again, kind of zero-sum game where, where one religion is the winner and all the others must be crushed. Um, that's, in my view, a mistaken reading of her own religion, <laughs> uh, a mistaken reading of all religions. So listen, this is just my perspective because as a professor of world religions, I come from a place where we explicitly hold the view that all religions have value and depth and truth in them. You know, um, all religions are true as metaphors. I mean, that's just a starting point for me. I, I, don't, I don't need, you know, for, for me to get something rich and powerful out of the study of Buddhism, I don't need Christianity to be wrong. Uh, Christianity is not exactly like Buddhism. You know, Buddha and Jesus bring a very different set of teachings and a very different ideology to the world. Uh, and this is all complicated by the fact that these guys lived over 2,000 and 2,500 years ago. And in those intervening centuries, hundreds and hundreds of different perspectives on how to be Buddhist, how to be Christian have taken root and borne fruit. And so now there's this really kind of chaotic variety within each of those religions. So it's really hard to, to say glibly, well, Buddha said this and Jesus said that, and it's one guy versus the other. We're way past that now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, thank you very much for answering this difficult question. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know, as much as uh, I'm promoting that uh, 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 movie about the Buddhist statues, I have a respect for Buddha. I have a respect for Allah. 
I have a respect for all the world religions in the world. That's just my perspective, but uh, you know, definitely understand some people might get threatened by it, and, and I don't. I want to tell those people I'm not threat. I don't have a power to do anything. So, <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. This isn't. This is inherently the opposite of threatening. This is. This is welcoming. This is about building bridges between cultures. You know, just real quick. I just got back from Paris and I stood in some of those beautiful Gothic cathedrals, those, those 11th and 12th century Gothic cathedrals with, this, with, with the light pouring through the stained glass and all of those images and images and images of all the saints and Jesus and Mary. I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing, right? So Christianity has obviously, out of the European tradition, a very rich artistic tradition. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten a lot of attention in Western education and Western culture. Films like yours fill an enormously important niche that show us that in Buddhism and, and as in other faith traditions, not all, you're not going to see a lot of statues in Judaism or Islam, for example, and that's a subject for a whole other show. But, but in Buddhism and in Christianity and in Hinduism, they love to use art to throw us out of the domestic associations of our everyday lives and into the divine and into something transcendent and bring it into this immediate sensory experience. Art plays this, this really wonderfully powerful role in, in many religions and Buddhism is just one of them. Great, great. Thank you very much, thank you very much. Uh, so, uh, so tell us, uh, uh, Professor Bolang, what's going on in your world, world right now? So what, I, what, I should, what we should know about you? Well, um, I'm excited to be leading a Sangha. Uh, I, I don't know when this is going to air, but the Sangha is June 28th. Uh, again, uh, details on my website. I have a lot of different workshops and lectures and musical performances coming up. It's too much to talk about. PeterBolin.com, go to the calendar page, you'll see it all there. Get on my mailing list and I'll, I'll uh, stay closer in touch with you. So I'm just trying to do uh, good work to heal the world just like you are. And so uh, I appreciate all of you that are watching right now because you and I and Yujiro are part of the solution to, the, the, what, to what we see on the surface, the, the shattering and the, frag and the fragmentation and the suffering of the world. There's a lot of us trying to stitch it back together. And uh, I think I speak for all of us here when I say that. Awesome. Yeah, I cannot agree you any more than that. So if you think this information is useful, make sure to subscribe this YouTube channel, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and like me on my Facebook, because that's how we do it in the 21st century. That's right. Awesome. So, okay. Thank you. So I'll see you next week. No, maybe a week after next or after week, or, but you know, whenever you can come back again. So talk to you soon. Bye.